0: Great marketing teams need to be nimble, right? They need to be able to move quickly and they need to be able to anticipate what might be happening in culture and what be happening in the world.
1: Welcome to Beyond Conventional Marketing, a marketing leader's guide to digital consumer experiences. You're about to hear an episode full of insights from marketing leaders to help you build meaningful moments and relevant digital experiences for your consumers. Join us as we hear from marketing leaders about their experiences with data and personalization, digital marketing trends, and expert advice on how to grow your business and connect with consumers. Let's get started.
2: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Beyond Conventional Marketing. I'm your host, Anushka Lokesh. I'm super excited about our guest today, David Oxman, who is the VP of Marketing and E-Commerce at Samsonite. Hey David, how are you?
0: I'm great, thank you so much for having me.
2: Yeah. I'm super excited about our conversation. Um, So before we get started, I know you've had an extremely fascinating career in marketing. Would you be able to share a little bit about your background and what it is that you're doing at Samsonite?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So I've got close to 20 years experience and really I spent those 20 years uh, at the intersection of purpose-driven brands, places like Reebok and Life is Good, and the intersection of digital digital disruption. So running e-commerce businesses, really watching the digital space transform, and helping brands find their authentic positioning and purpose. Amazing. Yeah, and at Samsonite, I'm accountable for five brands within our portfolio on the brand side and run our e-commerce business, which includes seven brands in our portfolio.
2: Amazing. You do not look like you've been working for 20 years, let me tell you.
0: (laughs) It's a baby face. Yes, I get that. I get that all the time.
2: True, true. Okay, so I think one of the things that the pandemic has affected the most is probably travel. And so you guys at Samsonite would have definitely felt the effects of that over the last couple of years. I would love to know from you what are some trends and changes in consumer behavior that that you've seen in your role over the last few years.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah, I actually accepted this role March tenth, twenty twenty. So wild. The, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the world of travel looked very, very different. And then three days later, you know, everything happened with the pandemic. And it's been a real transformation. Obviously, at the beginning of the pandemic, our focus started with our people, just making sure that the organization was settled, people felt safe, and travel basically stopped. So from a transformation perspective, we had to find relevance for our brand. So we were doing things like supporting uh, nurses that had to move about still with with bags, providing them with bags and things like that. But we also were activating socially by showing people how to use their luggage to work out in the home and to do things that were maybe a little bit unexpected, given how unexpected the circumstances were. As things started to change, we saw localized movement kind of came back first so our focus was on road trips and how people were sort of leveraging places like airbnbs to get out of cities and into more uh suburban and and you know forested areas and now as what i'd call revenge travel starts to take hold (laughs) and things really start to free up We're seeing people take longer trips. One thing I'm very uh, excited about is this idea of slow travel, where people are taking two weeks, they're not waiting for those bucket list ideas to be in the future, because they just don't know what the next cycle kind of might look like. So the trends have been really fascinating, and we've really tried to move at the speed of culture along with them.
2: Yeah, that's extremely interesting how you not only were concerned about travel, but also acknowledging the impact of, of the pandemic on society and what you can do as an organization to to help as well, whether it's like nurses or you know people just being stuck at home. So in what ways do you think the changes to the travel industry have also reflected changes in consumer behavior more broadly? Mm. And then I guess the second part of that is what do you think makes marketing teams successful in like this type of environment where you know something happens that you really can't predict.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I'll answer the second one first because I think it's it's an easier lead in. So great marketing teams need to be nimble, right? They need to be able to move quickly and they need to be able to anticipate what might be happening in culture and what be happening in the world. So for me, how you do that is, is very much about having an entrepreneurial mindset and having a strong plan. You sort of have to slow down to speed up in these environments. So by slowing down, putting good infrastructure in place, we actually do a daily touch base. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's five minutes. You know, once a week we're going through the business in real detail, but every other day could be five minutes, it could be thirty minutes, but we have such muscle memory because we're constantly talking about what's happening with our consumer that we can react far more quickly. Because we've we've gone through these reps, so I, I think that's really important in terms of being able to react. And then obviously you need people in your organization that are living the consumer life, lifestyle. You know, being an authentic brand is about bringing people in that ultimately self reflect the same thing you're trying to articulate to your consumer. So having people that live that lifestyle that drive that purpose, and then creating an environment where you can move at the speed of culture and really react quickly is is everything. And we definitely have seen game changing changes in consumer behavior. I think obviously the biggest one is there's probably been about 10 years of digital penetration increasing in the first 3 months of the pandemic, right? So the amount of people who are shopping online and are comfortable shopping online is far greater today than it was just 2 years ago. I think about, you know, I think about my mother or people's grandparents and they weren't comfortable you know never never mind um, buying luggage online but groceries and these other things became a necessity they were forced you know, to come digital during the pandemic in order to get these necessities. And it's opened up their world in a way in which now they don't have to go to certain places anymore. So that transformation is obviously impactful. And it, what it really means for in store brick and mortar, which will never go away, it's a critical part of people's experience. But it means that the connection points have to be so much stronger. Things like buy online, pick up in store, all of those sorts of like new age technologies that will drive better consumer experience become. You know, more and more important to to the consumer.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree. I have actually a follow up about your 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 marketing about the marketing team's question. Sure. Is that something? So, kind of the process you were talking about around you know having your weekly touch bases, but also you know slowing down and checking in with your team daily. Is that something you guys were doing before the pandemic, or is that something that's more more recent? Yeah. And do you think that's more, how to function in like crisis mode, or, generally speaking, even when things are good.
0: Yeah, totally. Uh, it was it was definitely something I I implemented and brought in when I when I joined the organization. Obviously, there was a slew of things. It was somewhat out of necessity in the context of you're going into this yeah. sort of hybrid universe. So, how do you create connectivity? And. And develop relationships. But really, that's my belief in how you run a business, especially a digital business, is to create, you know, instead of 50 emails going out in a day or 100 emails, we can all get on a call at 10 a.m. and 90% of that energy can go into. Analysts, you know, analytics, and making more strategic uh, use of our time. So it certainly was most critical during a during a pandemic. But I think is something that uh, is really meaningful to a digital business if if done well.
2: Yeah, definitely, and I, I'm I'm assuming that everybody is working working from home.
0: We're actually we're well, no, we're pretty we're we're in a little bit of a hybrid model right now. Um, actually, I'm in the office right now, and oh, no, know, yeah, it's you know our, our category has gone through a tremendous amount of transformation, and it it is. Even during this like build mode, it's so important to get people together to build, you know, what we do. So absolutely people are successful working remote. There's no doubt about it. But there's certainly something to be said about the culture you build when when people are together too.
2: For sure. So going a little bit deeper into what things have been like at at Samsonite, could you talk about some of the challenges that you you and your team faced and and how you overcame them in the last few years?
0: Sure. so let's see. I guess just like everyone else, figuring out how to work remote is something that we all sort of learned and, and built out together. So that's been something we've been really focused on. And again, I think that the technology now is making it so much easier for us to stay connected. On top of that, like we mentioned a bit, the the transformation of the category, there's been a new puzzle for all businesses every three to six months. So at first it was, there's no one traveling, so how do you sell luggage and bags and backpacks? Now, as everyone knows, just like everyone else, uh, the global supply chain is transforming and creating interesting impact on supply, demand, inventory, pricing, et cetera. So it's, it's been a slew of challenges and I'm really excited to say that you know the results uh, so far have been have been very strong and we believe travel will continue to improve and this year will be you know a great return to travel for for many many consumers
2: yeah did you have any any processes that you um, looked to as a team to kind of stay on top of what was changing?
0: Yeah. So, in I mean, in the most nimble of ways, I pull trend data every week, if not every month in a more consolidated effort to really be able to give everyone at their fingertips the data they need to figure out how do we go to market? You know, how do we message and what should we expect in terms of behavior during a certain period of time? And that's been really helpful. I think, you know, the data is so important understanding what is top of mind for the consumer, where are they in the journey? And sometimes when it feels like Things are challenging. The consumers are already on, you know, on that next chapter and and ready to travel again. So, it's been an interesting journey in that capacity. But uh, insights and, and data is is everything.
2: Definitely agree with that. What are I guess some of the or any specific projects or moments that you're extremely proud of? as a team can it can be yeah, you well know, totally. the last couple of years also could be things that you're looking forward to as well
0: yeah absolutely so i'm really proud of the past two holidays the team has just really executed with excellence in 2020 when people were not really going to be able to travel and be with their loved ones which was a real hit you know we, we decided that we wanted to put something a bit more emotive out into the marketplace. And uh, we worked on a, a video piece of content. It was all found footage. And basically it showed people surprising people in terms of like going to visit. It also showed people gifting travel for future. And the concept was all about the idea that travel is a gift. And this idea that even though we can't be together now, you know, the hope you get for future travel, can reinforce you know the togetherness we're all were looking for during the holidays, and that was just a really lovely emotive campaign that I thought really hit on how consumers were feeling at that at that moment. And then this year, the campaign we've really dialed it up, and and the concept was the true gift is where it takes you, and it was a little bit more of the back to togetherness that I think people felt over the holidays. So I think creating that emotional connection and really helping people understand what we stand for as the leader in the category is just really, you know, it's really meaningful and those are definitely two campaigns I'm I'm really proud of. Could
2: you talk a little bit more about the first campaign how you how you got hold of that content cuz I can imagine that you're not really able to go out and shoot content.
0: Yeah, I mean, we are definitely we have an in-house agency so we 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 are definitely trying to shoot content in the safest, you know, way possible. Yeah. But that that actually we worked with a partner an agency partner and we just scoured a bunch of footage that existed. Some of it we we found on YouTube and then connected with the creators of it and asked them for, you know, rights so that we could leverage it. But it was really important to me that there were real moments with real people. And that and then we you know we put it together and it actually became something we uh we rolled out globally, which was uh really, really great to see.
2: That's a really beautiful thing because I think a big theme for for the pandemic is not necessarily finding or creating new things because it was really hard during that time. But it's also a really beautiful thing to find things that already exist and you know put yeah. them together yeah. in a really wholesome way.
0: Totally, totally. I love the authenticity of it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I think now let's 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 move on a little bit towards what's what's coming what's coming next in terms of uh, technology and trends. So. What are some of the technology trends that you are excited about and the impact that those might have on on marketers?
0: Totally. I definitely think, like we mentioned earlier, the obvious ones are more about this um, speed to market in terms of Picking up in store and just all of the sort of Uber Eats, you know, moving into grocery. I think that that technology is going to be really fascinating. But looking further ahead, I'm really inspired by what's happening in Web3, this idea of the decentralized web. So moving from the sort of big centralized players to this more decentralized, consumer owned, uh, secure. Uh, web platforms. One is going to be fascinating just from a tech perspective in terms of as marketers, what does it mean? And two is I think NFTs, which I think will be the first sort of step into the space, especially for us marketers, Are it's a really fascinating space that I think can create very strong community growth uh, and really interesting new ways in which to engage with consumers.
2: For sure. I definitely want to talk about uh, NFTs and where you see that going. But before we do that, could you explain a little bit more this idea of 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 web3 and talk a little bit more about what things are like right now versus what they might look like in the yeah, future? Yeah.
0: Absolutely. So, web1 is basically back in the late 90s when, you know, you had these like GeoCities websites and AOL and people were putting up web web content, but it wasn't easy to navigate the internet you know it wasn't there was no sort of centralized way to get from my page to your page you kind of just had to know where to go okay web 2 which is really where we're sort of in the in the heyday of still now was the centralized players like Google and Facebook created infrastructure where it was much easier to navigate and get to all of this different content But the power was really is really centralized. It it sits with these large players in the marketplace, and as a consumer, you know your data is being leveraged in a plethora of different ways. Hopefully, all for just simple sort of marketing purposes. As we look at Web three, the idea is that the power goes back to the people. So the organizations themselves. Are actually owned by dows these tokens that give you ownership just like stock that the um, platforms and control of the platform sit with you the user so instead of you going to a website and leveraging their checkout experience and putting in all your information you simply connect your own wallet that you take with you across the web and enable them access to do that transaction without having to share a bunch of information. so It's a little bit considered safer, more secure, more decentralized in terms of putting control back in the hands of the consumer, and ultimately, it will never purely go to Web3. It will be a blend of Web2 and Web3, but the idea of it has huge implications in terms of ownership, privacy, community building. And digital identity, which kind of leans into this, what does the metaverse look like uh, as we as we really walk into Web three in its fullest form?
2: I think it's so interesting. Could you could you talk a little bit more about what you think the benefits will be for consumers, and also what the opportunities might be for for marketing teams?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So on the consumer side, it comes down to a little bit of control, right, and control can exist in a few different ways all right one is there's new search engines out there one's called brave and brave puts the control and power of your data back into the hands of the consumer so you actually could be paid for sharing some of your data with the you know with the search engine for marketing purposes as one example right also a lot of these new organizations are owned by the consumers who buy the tokens associated with them. So imagine if you had a vote on whether or not you know, Google does a partnership with somebody as an owner of that company through owning a piece of it via tokenization. So there's just a lot more control there. And then obviously from a digital identity perspective, the reason some of these spaces like NFTs are becoming so popular is, you know, my son, he's playing video games and there's there's just a different methodology in terms of how they view that world being real versus us living in the real world. So for instance, you know, someone I know got a Nike shoe drop and they were a dad and they're like I can't believe I got it. It was really hard, but like here it is. They showed their son And he's like, I already have that shoe. And the dad's like, what do you mean you already have the shoe? And he pointed to his Fortnite character who had the shoe on his feet. And to them, there was no distinction in ownership over that digital asset versus that physical asset. And that identity and sort of the way in which people will move and live within the metaverse is very unique and different for our generation than it might be for some of these younger generations. And and because of that, for marketers, this becomes a huge opportunity. Um, Sticking with a footwear example, today, if that same shoe that he bought as a limited edition drop, if he were to resell it, to someone else, the the organization, Nike or Adidas, would have no visibility into one, the repurchase, and two, the new consumer who now owns that physical good. But if there was a digital token associated with that physical good, one, you could get a royalty as the brand, so when it gets purchased and the digital token gets passed, you know you get 5% of the purchase, and two, Now that that digital token resides with a new consumer, you can create what we call utility value for that user. Maybe you give those people access to upcoming drops, you give them discounts, you give them tickets to experiences. So that ability to really create value, leveraging these NFTs and fungible tokens is going to be a real important way for us to reach and engage consumers as cookies go away and you know, email and CRM continues to transform, this is just another avenue that's gonna enable us to connect in interesting ways with our consumer.
2: How far away do you think we are from that?
0: I think that the most innovative brands are already there. Uh, Adidas has partnered with some of the major NFT projects. They dropped a token, that token gives the users uh, free product drops in upco- in upcoming ways. So we are so early and yet it's happening very, very quickly and mainstreaming um, probably faster than people even anticipated.
2: Well, so for for marketing teams that are trying to stay on top of these types of trends, what I guess what kind of advice would you have for them?
0: Yeah, I would say a couple of things. One, immerse yourself in these communities. You know it's not just about buying a jpeg with nfts there's a whole community ecosystem leveraging spaces like discord and twitter so immerse yourself be be a community member it's the best way to learn what's happening in the space that's one the second maybe less sexy but really important socialize web3 in your organization you you need legal you need finance. You need your CEO and your CFO to understand these concepts, because it's it's very unique and different and disruptive. And there's going to be discomfort in in sort of getting to move into these spaces. So I think it's really important that marketers are educating uh, those around them about what this space looks like and what it could mean.
2: That's that's extremely interesting because I think as marketers we also we function in our own little world where we're always thinking about what's next we're super creative excited about the future but a huge part of our roles which like you said is maybe not as sexy is that a lot of our work is very cross-functional and it's a lot of working with other teams to make sure that we can execute the programs and the innovations that that we want is that is that something that you 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 like and your team focus a lot on internally as well
0: oh absolutely cross-functional collaborations everything and go to market planning in every capacity. So one hundred percent. So I think it's yeah, it's striking that balance between having a vision, bringing that vision to life, but then also bringing you know bringing people with you is is so important.
2: Definitely. All right. Well, I'm sure we could talk about this forever and ever. But is are there are there any last. Words of wisdom or, or thoughts that you would like to you would like to share?
0: No, I would just say it's an exciting time to be a marketer. It's an exciting time to be in digital, and we are truly reinventing, you know, the way that the world looks. So use those powers for good. You know, try to try to make a positive social impact through your efforts, and you know, ultimately continue to unlock interesting concepts and things that are going to create value for for you and your brands.
2: Amazing. I love that. Well, thank you so much, David, for this wonderful conversation and for, for being on the podcast. I think it, it was definitely really exciting, uh, exciting topics, but also very actionable insights for, for marketers as well. All right. Well, it was lovely to have you. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
2: All right. Bye.
1: What if you could provide all of your consumers the most relevant digital experience with predictive personalization at the heart of your digital marketing strategy, you can build meaningful relationships with consumers and grow your business quickly. Brainify's AI-driven platform can help you at any stage of your personalization journey. Whether you're looking to collect data, optimize customer journeys, or curate predictive personalized experiences... Using one line of code, Brainify integrates with any marketing tool you already use in just two weeks. Ready to learn more about creating personalized digital consumer experiences? Connect with us at brainify.ai. Thank you so much for listening to Beyond Conventional Marketing, a Brainify podcast. Keep connected with us by subscribing to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you found this episode valuable, please rate, review, and share it. To learn more about creating delightful digital experiences, join us for the next conversation.